Hello and welcome to my weekly sermon podcast. My name is David Hansen and I have the privilege of serving as the pastor of St. John Lutheran Church of Prairie Hill. We are a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America located just outside of the town of Brenham, Texas. On Sunday, July 28th, we continued in our summer sermon series on Paul's letter to the Galatians called Radically Free, Radically Bound. This week, we considered Galatians 5, verses 1 through 14, which you will hear read in just a moment. We invite you to learn more about our congregation at stjohnprairiehill.org. That's stjohnprairiehill.org. No matter where in the world you are when you listen to this sermon, please know that we here at Prairie Hill are praying for you today and always. Paul writes, For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Listen, I, Paul, am telling you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no benefit to you. Once again, I testify to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obliged to obey the entire law. You who want to be justified by the law have cut yourselves off from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit, by faith, we eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything. The only thing that counts is faith working through love. You were running well. Who is it that prevented you from obeying the truth? Such persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. A little yeast leavens the whole batch of dough. I am confident about you in the Lord that you will not think otherwise. But whoever it is that is confusing you will pay the penalty. But my friends, why am I still being persecuted if I am still preaching circumcision? In that case, the offense of the cross has been removed. I wish that those who unsettle you would castrate themselves. For you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for self-indulgence. But through love, become slaves to one another. For the whole law is summed up in a single commandment. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. This is the word of the Lord. Grace and peace to you this day. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We're a little bit past the 4th of July. But if I were to say to you, what is the number one value? What is the number one ideal? What is the number one concept on which this country was founded? You might say what? Freedom, right? Freedom. I think over and over again we talk about freedom and what it might mean a lot in this country. And think of that as the ideal of who we are. So if that is you know, the number one ideal of who Americans are and the number one value that we have as, as Americans, this ought to be easy in this room full of good, red-blooded Americans. What is freedom? What is freedom? 
What's freedom mean to you? Being able to come to church, right? The freedom from being able to be told, you know, what your religion, what your faith ought to be. Yeah, that's one. What else? Freedom of choice. Freedom to associate, right? You can't tell me who my friends are. Think about when you were 17, 16, living in your parents' house. What freedom meant. You're not going to tell me what to do, right? Does that that sound vaguely familiar to anybody? We often think about freedom as this idea that freedom from anybody telling us what we can or cannot do. Now, I have been told from time to time that just maybe I have a tendency of taking a little while to get to my point. That sometimes I might, you know, sort of meander around before I get to what I'm really trying to say. Now, this is week seven that we have been reading through the book of Galatians. Week seven that we've been reading through the book of Galatians, and someone mentioned to me that I have not actually mentioned the title of our series, the theme of our series, in the last six weeks. Anybody know what it is? No, you don't count, because you've got to look at it every week on the screen. Anybody catch what it is? Radically free, radically bound. It's on the cover of every bulletin for the last seven weeks. Radically free, radically bound. And we've talked some about freedom, right? This, this, is, this has been kind of the theme up to this point. Freedom. We've talked about how these people had come into Paul's community. Paul who said, you are, who are now a Christian, you do not any longer have to obey the law. You are free from the law. You are free from the obligation to become a Jew, to be circumcised before you become a Christian. You are free from the 613 laws of Torah which were required to fulfill all righteousness. We've talked some about that as we move through. And we talk a little bit more about it today. As Paul opens today, he says, I mean, just plain as day, that it is for freedom Christ has set us free. You don't get any more clear than that, right? It's for freedom that Christ has set us free. And what's the opposite of freedom? Slavery. Now, it's hard to talk about slavery some in our cult- culture, in our, in our country, because we kind of have a bad history with racially based slavery, right? And, and, and the inheritance of that. But Paul lives in a different world, and, and, and that's very clearly the opposite of freedom. So Paul says, look, for freedom you have been set free, therefore, never again submit to a yoke of slavery. For freedom Christ has set us free, therefore, never again be a slave to anyone. Clear as day, isn't it? One of my favorite movies is, is a movie called Princess Bride. Some of you may have seen this movie. It's an older movie. It's all right if you haven't. Because the point I want to make is, is about a character named Vincini, the Sicilian. And the character named Vincini is, is moving along. And as he moves through with his lisp, every time something goes wrong, he says the same thing. Every time something goes wrong, he says, That's inconceivable! And so someone is catching up with him as he's trying to run away. He says, inconceivable. And then something else goes wrong. He says, inconceivable. Finally, someone says to him, you keep saying that word. I don't think that it means what you think that it means. I think that's not a bad title for the book of Galatians. Freedom. You keep using that word. I don't think that it means what you think that it means. Because as much as Paul talks about freedom... He seems to have a very, very different understanding of it 
than you or I might. Because Paul will open today and he'll say, look, for freedom Christ has set you free. And the opposite of freedom is slavery, so never go back to slavery, right? You saw that, right? Right there in 5.1 and 5.2, Paul says, never again be a slave. And then we get to the end of this reading today in verse 13, and he says, but through love become slaves to one another. Never again submit to slavery, but through love become slaves to one another. Now this ought to make your head spin a little bit. I think anybody who reads Paul who doesn't have their head spin a little bit isn't paying attention because Paul is confusing. This verse today, this section today, is one of the reasons that people will read Scripture and come to radically different conclusions. People will read the same bit of Scripture and come to very different conclusions about what it means. Because Paul says, never again become a slave, but become a slave. I think we misunderstand what Paul means by slavery. Because... Right? What we meant by freedom is no one's going to tell me what to do. I have my rights. Right? I have my rights. And I'm going to protect my rights. And I'm going to stand up for my rights. And no one's going to tell me what to do because I am free from that kind of authority. I am free from that kind of control. I am free from that sort of government, from that sort of whatever over my life, authority over my life. And Paul says I should never again submit to slavery. So there you go. I'm free from it. I'm not very good with plants. Especially potted plants, right? You give me a potted plant, but please don't ever give me a potted plant. You give me a potted plant and, and, and you're giving that potted plant a death sentence. Okay? But from time to time I get potted plants and, and as potted plants grow up, right, they eventually get too big for the pot. At least I'm told that that's what happens. They never get to that point for me. But as potted plants grow up, they get too big for the pot, right? The roots get all tangled up. It gets root-bound, right? The opposite of slavery, is all, freedom is also bound. They get root-bound. So what do you have to do with the pot, with a plant that's root-bound? Do you just set it free? Just pull it out and set it on the porch? Say, you're free, tree! Is that how freedom works? No! (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) It's my shill right there. (laughs) Right? You can't just pull it out of the pot. The best thing you can really do is put it in the ground. And say, well, tree, plant, here's your new spot. And you're free from that pot, but now you're just as stuck here, aren't you? You're free from that spot in order to be in this spot. We tend to talk about how we are free from something. Free from authority. Free from control. And it's all about me. But when Paul talks about freedom, he wants to ask, not what are you free from, but what are you free for? What are you freed in order to do? What are you freed in order to be? And Paul wants to say that you are freed for your neighbor. Not for yourself. Now again, this is not political freedom we're talking about. This is scriptural. And Paul wants to say, you are freed in order to serve your neighbor. That when you walk out the door, the question is not, what are my rights and what am I entitled to? The question is, what is best for the other person? What would help the other person? How do I protect the other person? How do I love the other person? Regardless of what I deserve regardless of what my rights are. 
Do not use your freedom for self-indulgent, but become slaves. The opposite of freedom. Become slaves to your neighbor. Become slaves to love. This is where the book of Galatians hinges, between being radically free and radically bound. Paul wants to say that you have a choice. That what we think of as freedom doesn't really exist. That you are either bound to the law and to sin, or you are bound to love and your neighbor and Jesus Christ. There is no in-between. You cannot, as you move the plant from the pot out, just leave it sitting. It is either in the pot or it is in the ground or a bigger pot or something else, right? There is no in-between. And Paul says there is no in-between. You are either a slave to sin and the law or you are a slave to Jesus Christ. One or the other. And that's what freedom looks like. Freedom looks like loving your neighbor. Freedom looks like giving up your own rights to protect the rights of someone else. Freedom looks like loving other people and thinking about them first. That's the freedom of the gospel. It's a little different than we tend to think about freedom. For freedom you have been set free, says Paul. You no longer have to worry about earning your own righteousness. You no longer have to worry about the 613 laws of Torah. You never, no longer have to worry about whether you are good enough. And now that you are free, what have you been set free for? What are you going to do with your freedom? Who are you going to love with your freedom? How are you going to take care of the rest of God's children with your freedom? That's the question that Paul puts before each and every one of us today. Congratulations, you're free. Now what are you going to do about it?